video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 192 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Hollywood homeboy, international gore aficionado, Mr. Grizz. International What's going man on? of gore. I thought I'm like a fucking double age. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you just go and you just bludgeon people to death. <laughs> like a stick. And I videotape, like, of course. Yeah, it's like, don't you know it's easier to use a gun? It's like, yeah, but they hire me to bludgeon people for yeah, some you're, reason. You're, eyeballs don't fall out unless you're using a stick. So that's <laughs> yeah. the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think anybody's ever been... I guess, yeah, I guess you could get hit in the head hard enough where your eyeballs fall out. Like, it has to be a thing. <laughs> I like had some this real... stupid visual of like a cartoon like thing where someone gets hit in the back of the head with like something heavy. Yeah, like fucking Beetlejuice. Yeah, some dumb shit. Some random stimpy stuff, right? No, but there has to be a scenario where like you know you could get you get fucking in the melon hard enough where an eyeball pops out from pressure. Like if you squeeze the cranium around the eye socket. It's got to be able to like put some, that's, or at least juice the eyeball, maybe. Like you know, squeeze well, it with a with a broken that's like eye a socket. Real, that's a real Friday the Thirteenth kind of like death, Juicy. getting your head squeezed like that. <laughs> Just your fucking eyeballs exploding out. But I really, Melon I'm convinced pressure. that you could get hit in the head hard enough for your eyes to come out. Definitely, I mean, it's a pressure thing, you know. If, if, don't if, pe- doesn't that happen to people? Like, don't they say like, oh, I got like. I got fucking like in a car accident. My eyeball came out because I got hit in the head. Just happened more. He said it like it's such a common thing. Doesn't people's eyeballs just be falling out these days? Well, I mean, I guess if you looked like statistically, you'd probably be shocked. I know. I I guarantee you, you there there is probably an alarming. You know what? Now that you mention it, I had a neighbor a few years ago who who was missing an eyeball. I I bet that fucker fell out. I bet someone hit hit, because he was a he was a prick. So I bet somebody punched him in the head and he fucking hit the ball the mallet or some yeah. shit, right? Yeah. The, the, the tire changer. Shit. The fucking tire man. <laughs> Dude, that's so fucking funny. Imagine like you're, you're just going about your day, right? You're like walking down the street. All of a sudden, like a, like a pipe gets like swung up by a car and it just hits you in the back of the head so hard your eyes pop out. Yeah, you eyes can pop. never... S- Actually, no, you, you can see, but right now you're looking at the ground, but you're facing forward. Looking back at yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you do? Now, in that situation, do you think you would have, like, the ability to put your eyeball back into place? Or you think that would, would do you more want to? damage? Like, yeah, would that do saying. more damage? I feel like you don't know what you're doing. You could, if you put it in upside down and you're seeing the world in a, a skew. Oh, my God. Like, is that, Imagine, is that a thing? Or would it self-orient? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Would your brain fix that? Is that has that ever happened? You know, you you mentioned this whole like pipe thing flying up from the car, and it made me think of like a real terrifying scenario where this could be an eye popping thing that could you know it could tie in here. You see the videos where like uh, a tire comes off a car, like it comes off the fucking hub at like full yeah. speed, and it's like yeah, in the opposite Just lane, or it's like taking somebody people. out on the sidewalk, dude. That is a legitimate fear of mine. And I feel like that would have the pressure to pop your eyeballs out. You get a tire oh, square in the face. Yeah. Your eyeballs, I mean, are either obliterated Coming or on the, on the ground. Yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta. You know, I was just saying the other day, I'm on my way home for work, driving on the highway. I'm going to keep whistling like I'm fucking uh, Steamboat <laughs> Willie, Mickey Mouse. Uh, I'm driving and all of a sudden I just see like a legit, like huge section of this truck's exhaust just fall off like the whole rear pipe of the exhaust like from the cat back just just off the car and i'm thinking to myself if i was right behind that thing like my car's low to the ground like that would have fucked me up god Final destination damn. dude yeah like a i always think about jaw. that oh right. my god i always think about that because where i live there's a lot of like industry and all that shit like they build like prefab houses and all that so you're constantly the seeing these trucks like, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you can't and see like, one of them bitches always, without thinking dude, about it 
I always think about that. And there's also like these, uh, these like trucks that carry the I beams, the big steel I beams. And all I could think about is like this truck doing 70 miles an hour on the highway drops that thing. And it just fucking, you know, lets loose on the highway. Think about the fucking destruction that would occur from that. That's you know, like it, it takes one person to really like fuck something not want to do their job that day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not tying that load down. I tied it down good enough, you know, or some yeah. bullshit yeah. like that. One sheared bolt. That's yeah. it. W- one inept employee can, uh, can do yeah. a hell of a lot of damage, man. That's one of those things like the butterfly effect. Like, oh, the guy in the factory, like, you know, didn't give a shit. And he like dropped the bucket of water in the mix. And then it like got turned into this and it corroded the metal that the bolt was made out of. And the, you know, the neglect from this guy. And all the, of a sudden it's just like, of, of, you know, uh, 78 car pile up on the fucking highway. Yeah. What do they, what do they call that? Like it's uh it's a coincidence, but is it really a coincidence? You know, it's like, is it, is it fate at play in some way? Is if, if you believe in that kind of thing, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a crazy concept to, when you see like these chain reactions that I think are legitimate. They happen in real life, like every day. And like, even when you think about like, you know, I watch a lot of like, uh, you know, the first 48 or these murder shows and stuff like that. True crime stuff. And it's just like, man, the decisions that people make on the day of their death, it's so wild, man. Because it's like just a normal every other fucking day. And, yeah. and you, it's it, just that concept. <laughs> it's just like well, terrifying well, in itself that it's just like any given moment. Well, think about it like this. Like, I'll, I'll just say like a scenario that happened to me maybe like two years ago or whatever. Uh, I'm going to work every every day before work. I would stop at 7-Eleven. I would get like a drink and a snack to eat while I was at work. And then I would like drive to my job. And one day I'm going to my job. You know, I, I go to 7-Eleven. I leave to go to the building. And this fucking like woman pulls out of her driveway without looking and just fucking boom hits me right in the side of the fucking door. Just like fucking destroys my door. Like fuck. And like, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, like if there was maybe just one other person in front of me online, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have got like hit by this, you know, car. Or if you were a few seconds slower, like it would have been like you getting hitting her head on. She would have been in the road, you know, and like you wouldn't have had time to stop. It's crazy. Like, and that's what I'm saying about like that, like people just going about their every day before catastrophe strikes. And it's like, you kind of almost can piece together these little things of like, oh, what ifs or like if she would have done this differently, you know, everything would have been different. And it's, it's crazy. Uh, the circumstance that surround death, you know, it's, it's <laughs> but on another note, if you've ever had your eyeballs pop out, fucking DM us. I want to hear about that shit. Yeah, like yeah, that's a good yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. And final destination was not a movie. It was, a, it was, it was real, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fiction. Real. You know, I think all of these, these, this, this is a great talk. You know, this, this whole depictions of different styles of death really tied together with our film that we watched this week, Mike, why don't you why don't you let these beautiful people know about the the artistic mastery that we got into from Lucio Falci this week? So this week we watched A Cat in the Brain. Now this one's a 1990 Lucio Falci movie that was actually composed of a bunch of other movies with a wraparound story, pretty much filmed after the fact and completely compiled in post editing. It's actually kind of amazing that they did this because it's one of those things where a lot of Italian movies of the 80s and even the late 70s, they would use like scenes from other movies. You know what I mean? So like you'd be watching like, oh, you know, the the, the cannibal uh, tribe of the fucking doomed island or whatever and you would see scenes that you saw in like oh snake eaters from fucking outer space you know what i mean that was a thing that they always did yeah uh so this movie is exactly that but it's done in such a like flawless way to me that most people probably would have no idea that this was multiple films you know in one Amazing. No, my my first time watching it years ago, I definitely, you know, it wasn't until I did research on it that I was like, oh, this was, you know, and, and actually I, I had saw a, one of the movies after seeing this and I was like, I've seen that shit before. This wasn't fucking a cat in the brain. So I, I started piecing it together after the fact, but first watch, I, I 
definitely thought this was its own its own work because the movies that uh, they use for the different sections aren't like his most popular. You know, they're not later, using they're scenes from Fulci fucking House movies. by the Cemetery or like Zombie and no, shit like no, that. You no, know, no, no, not no, the no. obvious ones that you would see. But it's, I think, like you're right, man. It it's flawlessly put together, and even the stuff that's new, like the newly filmed stuff, closer to like 1990, doesn't look like a fucking 1990 movie at all. No, no, it all fits. of it looks like a 1978 Italian horror film. Like the the way it fucking looks, the lighting, the filming, it's it's so dated but perfectly so yeah yeah and and it's got all sorts of music that you would probably remember from previous fulci movies which is fucking awesome oh you were saying to me yeah yeah dude uh, fabric for breezy uh uh, or is is that his name (laughs) fabric for breeze or something like that but either way the the, the fucking music is is beautiful dude there's (laughs) there's one in there that's like an evil western song that i'm just like bro if I'm coming out to like uh, as a wrestler, put me in That's a trench it. coat and some fucking muscular like dude, blackjack mulligan coming out to that fucking song. Forget about it, dude. I'm a badass. I love yeah. it. It's the title card theme from the Beyond. That's the song that they use for that sequence. It's so That's good. That's what you're thinking of. Awesome, right? So fucking good. gets you pumped. So yeah. cool. When I die, play the that. Whole mu- I'm gonna play that at your funeral <laughs> on the loop. Yeah, everybody's gonna have to raise their lighters to it. Fucking sit there. <laughs> Fucking sick. People are gonna think King Diamond's gonna come out from somewhere. He's my buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So this movie, um, you kind of mentioned before, it's a later Fulci movie comprised of many other movies. So one of them is Massacre. I think that was 1989. Uh, Touch of Death, and then uh, Sodom's Ghost, which that was all like the Nazi. Uh, sex stuff bro that i haven't from- seen that movie but bet money <laughs> i need to fucking watch find it, it oh dude yeah that was sexy and uh scandalous i mean that, those are two things that i enjoy yeah those those movies are the ones that you probably would know there's others that they pulled some parts from uh i'm more familiar with uh Sodom's ghost i don't even know if i'm saying it right and um massacre those are the two that i'm more familiar with but uh Man, those two movies, if you could go find those, you're gonna have a you're gonna have an interesting night, that's for sure. Right? So bro, this movie this movie's a combination of all of them, so what the fuck? Yeah, and it's, you know, a, and it's amazing. But exactly. I gotta I gotta I gotta ask the big question here. A cat in the brain or a nightmare concert? A uh, nightmare concert, bro. hundred yeah. percent, right? It's such yeah. a fucking yeah, better yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Like I hate that yeah. I, I love the movie. I think the name is a deterrent to people from getting into this movie like i i think that like even even before i'd seen it originally like i'm a falchi fan but i'm like oh you know got movies that are named zombie and fucking house by the cemetery and stuff the beyond and you got uh you know (laughs) fucking a cat in the brain doesn't really doesn't really get me uh too excited about it but once i seen it i'm like man this is everything that's great about falchi I mean, it hits a little harder when you say it in, in Italian. Un gatto nel cervello. That was, that, that's your Un best gatto Italian nel accent. cervello. <laughs> like it's, getting, it's getting more dramatic. It's like, you're like an Italian soap opera stuff. Un gatto nel cervello. That's a little probably over the top. <laughs> it's somewhere in between. Oh, we have like boy. a sweet spot. I probably hey, offended man, a ton like of fucking I like people. yours better. Thanks. Yeah, it's, I like yours better. Like it was authentic. It Fuck it. <laughs> I wish you could have watched this in Italian and just made up your own fucking, uh, you know. I'm going to release my own dub of this movie. Well, the way that I, um, not the first way that I've seen it, but the most common way that I watch this movie is my Japanese release of A Cat in the Brain. Oh, it's beautiful. And yeah, it's it's got a real cool cover. It's got a neighbor with a chainsaw. Yeah, this, this is a fucking awesome release. I love it. Uh, probably not the best if you're really interested in what's going on, but it's cool. There's a, an Italian release. I know there's a German release. Um, there's definitely DVDs and, and Blu-rays of this shit for sure. Right? It's on Tubi for free, so there's definitely a Blu-ray. Yeah, the Blu-ray is like... I can't remember who did it, but like uh, the fucking... Uh, I was just being shown pictures of it. It's got like... Uh, 
like a glow-in-the-dark fucking cover of the cat and stuff like that. Oh, it's shit. super cool. You had the fucking, uh, the homie, uh, I, I'm probably gonna, like, pronounce this horribly because I'm not good at, like, probably, I think it's an anime thing or something like that, but, uh, Kyrie, Kiryu Gore. <laughs> but the big homie fucking Steven Stefano, who's been a huge supporter of us, man, he was just showing me pictures of his Blu-ray. It's got like sweet ass glow in the dark fucking cat. Yeah. It's got a glow in the dark side on it and stuff, dude. That's what I like about these new Blu-rays. They really go to town on like making the the packaging something special, which is which is cool to me because that's what was great about the VHS, man. Was like how cool the packaging was. The artwork was a huge well, selling point. Well, think about it. When you buy like these. Uh like new releases of these older movies, they always include cool shit with it. Always. And it's kind of like, like, oh, you, you buy it and then it's like, oh, like what, what like swag comes with the Blu-ray? You know what I mean? And it's like when you used to go to the skate shop or the bike shop as a kid and you would buy something and be like, oh, like what stickers like they got with it or like, you know what I mean? Like 100%. shit like that. It's a it surprise always like, too, man. Like I got that 4K uh, of, of Demons 1 and 2. This nice like the, the oh, double box set, man. And I opened nice it up fuck. not even knowing there's a huge fucking movie poster in there, all kinds of extras, like a booklet and shit. Super so nice. And it's and it's great because it's not like I'm expecting that stuff. It's when I open it and I get all these this bonus content, dude. I'm like yeah. a pig in shit. I love it. Yeah, that's the one thing that sucks about VHS is that like you're not really getting anything like that. Once in a while you'll get something kinda extra, like that uh Grim Reaper italian release that i have that you gave me has like a booklet with it which is cool yeah that is pretty um, sweet. some like japanese glass boxes have like a little advertisement type thing on the inside of the of the paper slip that goes in but you're really not gonna find you know that much stuff like that you had, like gimmicky not... boxes like the like you know metamorphosis and stuff like that but like it really yeah but like it wasn't something it wasn't something it like a like you know? a tangible object, yeah, right. like that you got, or like you get like a, you weren't getting like a sticker or something like that. Or like remember, like with the wrestling tapes, that's something where you used to get shit. You'd get like a fucking like mail Key opener, chain, a, yeah. yeah, a bottle opener, a lanyard, all sorts of dumb shit. I got a whole bunch of that stuff like around here. I see them video, dude. Like I said, like that was my, I was renting probably ninety percent Coliseum video stuff. And then the other was like horror stuff. I was such, oh, dude, those all the WrestleMania stuff. The best of SummerSlam 1992. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Being a little Bret Hart mark. I was sucked. I love that shit. I got so much of that stuff, man. I got that <laughs> fucking. I got those shelves filled with wrestling tapes, baby. Oh yeah. So Grizz, one thing I wanted to bring up before we go into our movie is we are officially releasing new merch well we released it already by the time this recording is out we have finally put out a new t-shirt with sizes for everybody uh something we uh fucked up on last time i guess we didn't carry enough but that was a small run if you have any of those early bad taste video shirts which i those do are, those are small Gangster. runs <laughs> yeah 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 limited edition yeah so we have these new uh, camcorder carnage uh, t-shirts grizz you are uh, extremely pumped about this the first release of the grizz era right yeah you know it's 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 a little bit uh it, it is kind of like a marking of a, of a new time we got a new logo we got a, a little bit of a new new more death metal kind of uh, approach <laughs> to things yeah a more appropriate i guess yeah, i think approach. it fits i think it fits who we are and, uh, yeah. and like I said, this shirt, it, I'm super stoked on it. The artwork is killer. It features uh, a, a man who has been completely destroyed, head smashed in by a camcorder. And what what better way to show your love for all things low-budget gore than to yes. wear it on your chest every single day? So definitely yeah. hit us up. Yes. By the time you're hearing this, you'll be able to hit up our Etsy. Uh, what is the name of the uh, the Etsy shop? get bad taste our etsy shop is i guess uh, is it etsy.com slash get bad taste i'm guessing yeah maybe yeah you can yeah etsy.com slash shop slash get bad taste who the fuck knows also i'm sure if you dial up uh camcorder carnage that's what it's going to be listed under for the t-shirt it'll make it very easy to find for everybody you can also cop some uh some bad taste video stickers put them on your enemy's car that way they know uh, who the fuck hates them. So. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll just we'll just link the uh, we'll link the account 
in our bio. Yeah. It'll be in our Hit us plus up, you can baby. go to you go to www.badtastevideo.com and you can find everything including our Etsy link there. Yeah, enough enough self-promotion. Let's hit the trailer and get into a cat in the brain. Try to concentrate on the metronome. You will do everything I tell you to do. You nearly killed the telejournalist and smashed a camera. Yeah, stick on fire. And then you started to tear off Mrs. Herbert's clothes. But you won't remember anything. Slowly be possessed by madness. You'll think you've committed terrible crimes. What's the matter with you, Fulcic? But I'll be the one who kills and wreaks the horror. Just like you do in your films. Doesn't look real to me yet. Get him out of my sight. I'll create an evil being who everyone will think is you. A man. Bloodthirsty monster. Your films, your scripts will condemn you as the murderer. After all, doesn't that stupid old theory say that seeing violence on the screen provokes violence? Hmm? <laughs> Chris, do you think? they started this movie with the cat eating like the guts and shit before they had the name or you think they named it after that they totally i feel like that's added i think that That, that's that was a new shot put in they figured out let's call it a cat in the brain and they were like well let's start with the cat eating a brain (laughs) like it's gonna really fucking nail it on the head there I mean, I'm sure it's probably from one of these other movies, maybe, but I can't. I don't remember it. But I just think that's so funny that that's how they start the movie. And I think it's kind of funny that they originally wanted this movie to just be, and by they, I mean Lucio Fulci, wanted this movie to just be gore sequences with like sound effects and music. And like I, this movie basically I was that. With, yeah, well, <laughs> it was pretty much that with like just a, a small wraparound where Lucio Fulci plays himself going mad. You know, you, you say it like that and it's true, but holy fuck does it like it's it's magic. Like what he does with that small wraparound story, it it's like... It's so good that it makes people fucking argue about whether or not this movie is good. And that's how you know something is is truly special when it fucking creates controversy inside of like a horror community. I, I particularly enjoy things like that. This movie is surprisingly good for like, I would you say like this is the late, like the end of like the the italian heyday like the italian gore you know generation of filmmakers and all that shit yeah you have like dario argento like still making things into the 90s and still like he's still doing shit i guess um but do you feel like 89 90 like that's it after this i feel like you're you're on onto something here where at least it's like the end of the original italian horror the way it looked as we love it as we love it exactly and i i think this is like fauci's like love letter to his career you know and and i think just like what you said a minute ago where he originally just wanted it to be this like sequence of gore with with beautiful music and other kinds of things going on in between i think that was his intention to be like this is what i've done throughout my entire career it's what's put me on the map I feel a shift happening in cinema outside of my world that I don't think this is going to be as a, you know applicable anymore. So let's go out with like this love letter to everything that I've done 
in cinema. And I, and I think he really accomplished that here. Even the, the ending where he's sailing off on the boat is like poetic in a way to be like, you know, sayonara <laughs> motherfuckers, you know, perversion. It's, it's, it's yeah. In the name of the boat perversion. It, it's, it is to me such like a, a goodbye to an era. Yeah. Cause this is also like right after he left the like zombie threes production because he was sick. This is something he did like pretty much right after, I guess. And really, you can see like this was it. Like this was the last of, you know, the real good Fulci movies. And this is also a combination of multiple movies, as we said, but still like to be put together in a way that is extremely entertaining. And it doesn't feel like a clip show of any sort. Like, no, not at all. What a what a way to like end the the 80s or I guess, and I guess you could say that this like ended the '80s because this wasn't made in the '90s. No, this was put out just in 1990. And 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 like we mentioned in the opening, this doesn't feel like a movie where you're like, oh, you know, there's uh, these are just clips and shit like that. It feels completely original. You would never know that it was like scenes from another movie popped into this because the tie-in is all so well put together. The only time where I'm like, what the fuck? Is like the very like end of the doctor confrontation that builds up. You know, oh yeah, doctor, yeah. When he when he's shot or whatever. That's the only time where I'm like, this is kind well, of bullshit. Like they didn't really fucking you know feel yeah, this out all the way. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, the, the entire like the okay. So there's just the, the the whole concept here. Let's let's break this down a little bit. So people aren't completely fucking lost who haven't seen it is Fauci is going mad. He is Lucio Fauci. He is a director of these crazy horror Playing films. Playing himself. Yes, yep. and and he's basically starting to lose his mind and starting to see these visions, these horrific murders happen uh, throughout his everyday life that he can't just quite decipher if they are reality, if he's committing them, or if they're just hallucinations based off of the his body of work. So he sees a psychiatrist and... You know, it's kind of that whole like, uh, you know, Decker thing from uh, <laughs> yeah. fucking oh, uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, from Nightbreed. Uh, Nightbreed. Yeah, so it's like the evil doctor who's trying to help him, but secretly the doctor's the one who's fucking committing all the murders and setting Fauci up to take the fall for it. Yeah, I think he's like that soldiering him, <laughs> dude. That whole st- that and that's like the the nutshell of the movie, really, and it's great. And it's done so well. I love the doctor character. The dude who plays him is so ridiculous with his beard and shit. When he's in the fucking windbreaker killing the hookers, dude, I'm so fucking into it. He just he, he just looks awesome. I, I love the doctor Fauci dynamic. The the killing of the prostitute when he's got the windbreaker on and shit. He's dressed like Ted Kaczynski. Fucking the Unabomber, right? I, but it's uh, the best fucking outfit, dude. He's got a knife he in one so hand and a hatchet funny. in the other. Yeah, with he, the wind he cuts her hand up. off, cuts her head off, <laughs> steps on the fucking hand, disregards it. Oh, and it's funny because one thing I can just like, I'm watching that scene. I'm watching that scene, and then like they just focus on the dead body bleeding in like the fucking gutter, and it's like this is this is Lucio Fulci. This one hundred percent. Yeah, things like you know, uh, you'll you'll see him like you know his cars breaking down, and it's so faulty that like oh there's a there's like yellow smoke bombs that they put off in the background of the scene that just adds yeah. so much fucking atmosphere. It's like ah, oh, I live for this kind of filmmaking. Yeah, every time you see like Lucio Fulci in this movie, something like incredibly fucking like. Like awesome happens. He really somehow is an entertaining actor. Among, he does you know pull what it I mean? Off. Like, yeah, he, yeah he's convincing. How many people do you know can direct, write, and act? You know, that's he's the trifecta. Yeah, in the in the movie that he's doing all of those fucking things in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think it's hard to play yourself in a movie? You know, I, I feel like I would have a I'd have a hard time with that. I feel like I'd overthink it and be like, well, what would I do? And then you just yeah. start like being unnatural about it. But I feel I, like he's very much like, I don't know if he's doing that or not, but it comes off very convincing. From what I can tell, 
uh, he was not a very like nice guy. So oh, really, yeah, he has yeah, elements yeah. of that in this where he's kind of like you know sharp on people and stuff like that. Yeah, a terrible like fucking terrible backstory to Fulci. Go look that one up. Fucking seriously. I'm interested too if like some of the the insight that we got into like you know because they show some some scenes where he's supposedly like walking the actors through the the scenes that he's filming and stuff and he's getting very fucking intense about it and like he's almost like envisioning himself doing it but like you can I, I seriously wonder if that was what it was like filming with Fauci on set. If he was like that intense and in that like demanding of his actors and stuff, I can only imagine because the the things he pulled off are amazing. He has such a distinct style and it's really like, I wonder how he got that. Because there's not, you could watch any movie and be like, I know that's a Fulci movie. Yeah. You before, know what I mean? Yeah, before, I, without even knowing, you could you could tell visually uh, and, and the way the actors act there's something different about just like Fauci dialogue and, and, and Fauci delivery. It, it is specific to his movies. Yes. Like zombie three. He didn't make that whole movie. Like, oh, and you, and can you tell. could, yeah. <laughs> and, and you can tell that it's like not a Fauci movie by the way, you know, it's paced and everything. It's just so, it's just different. And this movie feels like it could have came out in 1982 or 1983. You know what I mean? It has that that typical like Fulci sheen to it, where you see it and you're like, "Oh, I know who made this." You know, this, I, I I'm almost like convinced that he has used the same cameras since the, his first work, and has just like saved all the production equipment so that everything is like identical for all of his films because they Ugh. all have this same quality. Even this one filmed in '89 or whatever looks the exact same as like a film that he did in 1978 and not in a bad way not in like oh this looks like shit like oh this looks like bulgy like specifically yeah Yeah. and it really works i would be pumped if i saw this i was like a big you know fan of the beyond and everything as a teenager or whatever and then seeing this in like 1990 like holy shit this is awesome you know like what have you seen since that time that was like Fulci like not much that's for sure right well, like I was saying, all... there was such a shift in, in horror by the late 80s and into the early 90s that this really kind of stands out on its own of being that like old school you know Italian horror. splatter yeah exactly and it's funny because over here in America like if you look at video releases once the late 80s hit things start kind of taming down you know well they start getting once the late 80s hit things started to kind of you know fizzle out where the violence and the gore was really being you know tamed down they're not doing all this crazy shit and that's where we started getting all the shot on video movies that were being released by these independent companies and they were filling that void yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood was, was going to into make the money. Yeah, they were yeah. trying to be like, let's do a family horror films. Let's make things that are more, ap- you know, appetizing to to teenagers and stuff like that compared to like the hardcore. Whereas, yeah. you know, that's what you're saying. You got things that were like that market moved to low budget, you know, cinema making. Whereas that was like cinema making as far as the Italians and the Germans and stuff like that was concerned for a long time. Like, we're gonna make horror that's real fucking explicit yeah. and real fucking horror you know so they, they didn't they didn't have the influence that uh, i feel like hollywood had on on 80s horror towards the late you know part of that decade yeah i read somewhere too that at that point it was kind of hard for italian cinema to get like a world release you know what i mean like people were not looking for that anymore oh, i guess for sure. well, they I mean, didn't at want the, the time- shocking violence and the nudity and all that I mean, what was it? Eighty six for for Ghostbusters, right? Was that the the year that that? that oh, came I couldn't out? tell you off the top of my head, but I know I'm not a Ghostbusters nerd like some fucking assholes I know. Uh, but like, it's like that that <laughs> hits like late in the eighties, and it becomes fucking huge. And to many, that was kind of considered a horror movie. Still, so, yeah, it's a comedy, but it has like a lot of horror elements, and it made so much fucking money. Yeah. So like. 
that's the the point of replication there you know like let's let's do something that's going to make as much money as fucking ghostbusters did without alienating uh you know people who might be too offended by what horror really should be yeah it's it's a shame because it took a very long time for you know these bigger studios to come around and start doing more explicit things again right it, it, it really took what the mid to late 90s more the late 90s for that to come back and then once the 2000s hit that was it it's they they don't even give a fuck anymore but everybody yeah, I mean, was desensitized by the internet so yeah it was a matter like anymore. smaller you know smaller mid-level you know companies who were taking chances on things like trimark taking chances on things like dead alive and stuff like that which was you know a huge success for them a, a big win in the long run it took a while to get there but i mean it, it was really only those small you weren't seeing people like Paramount and shit like that reaching out to to put out movies by Peter Jackson at that time period and stuff like that. If they only yeah. fucking knew what they would have got their hands yeah, on yeah, then. They're not but, putting out fucking body melt. You know yeah, what I mean? You know, so it's it's it was really a, a niche thing it became at that time period. It's it's weird how it was like an ebb and flow of of the hardcore and what was acceptable in film. Yeah. And it's funny because once you get into like the 2000s it's all about just like violence and gore yeah. and you start getting all these movies that are made for like high school kids where like the nudity is just like girls in like panties but then there's like people getting fucking cut in half annihilated and yeah yeah, yeah terrible <laughs> shit happening people getting like fucking like needles like shoved down their throat and all this stuff but it's like oh can't show a titty can't can't hang dong anymore that's no. a thing of the past there's no hanging dog in horror no, in, no. The, in the late 2000s it was gone no, the early to go, late 90s early 2000s i have to go to the foreign cinema and uh see an art house film right that's the only way i'm seeing dog in a movie theater nowadays <laughs> you fucking watch your old copy of boogie nights <laughs> <laughs> see wally bird fucking whip that prosthetic out so fucking this has to be one of the uh the only times I can remember a, a death by wheelchair in a film. A death by wheelchair? Not death yeah. in a wheelchair. Yes. I've seen plenty death of that. by wheelchair. But specifically the wheels of a wheelchair across someone's face and neck. So cool. I, I don't think I can think of that in any other movie. Right? It's very unique. I can only unique. think of people being like in wheelchairs. And yeah, even Mac that, and me like, getting Ooh. fucking tossed off the fucking cliff. That's like the classic. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I can think about is like the Friday the 13th falling down oh, the fucking yeah. huge flight of stairs with like the... That is a good one. Time. That is you a good a huge one. fucking knife in your head. So then there's that, that jackass in the original TCM who was in a wheelchair. No one fucking liked him, though. Uh, but this was like the first time that I can remember someone like using a wheelchair to inflict violence. And I dug it. Well, I mean, I've never seen that movie Hell Roller. So that might be. Uh, Why? Is, is that a similar? I've never seen that movie. I just know the cover's got like some dude in a wheelchair. Really? I, I have I don't even I've I know never the name of it Hell Roller. So like, I hope so. I hope if that's so. the case, then they got they, they have a gold medal on their hands in my opinion. Yeah. Wait. Does I, I want to make a the, bad Special Olympics joke there, but I'll fucking refer No, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to think. Does the leprechaun kill somebody with a wheelchair? The leprechaun? In which one? He goes he goes to the old folks' home. Okay. And he, does he kill somebody with the wheelchair? Or are they just I, I in do, the wheelchair? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to do research on that one, too. Ugh, fuck. I only watched the first Leprechaun last week for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's a tradition. You got to. Yeah, Plus you Jennifer gotta, Aniston. You gotta. Yeah, you got to. And the guy that, for some reason, reminds me of Jim Carrey. I have yeah. no idea why. <laughs> I, I have no idea though. why. And Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So I feel like, dude, I, I feel like this movie sets up so much of of horror movies to come in like the late 90s like i like, i feel like i know what you did last summer just completely steals like the fucking hook hand killings and shit like that oh yeah from this yeah. movie like from the boathouse scene here like when doing then he's hooking that bitch in the guts and like her stomach's falling out looks Fucked so up, good right? looks so good up. <laughs> I, I, I just wish horror looked this good again it, it's 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 you will never get 
CGI horror to look like that. I know everybody applauded the new TCM sequel because the CGI horror was better than it, uh, other things have looked, and it did. It looked it looked decent. It will never fucking look as good as anything you will see in this movie. Not no, a fucking chance. And I I think that's because you're able to hide a lot of the imperfections with you know the grain of the film and the way it's shot. It's not super HD and all that shit. Uh, most of the time, I mean. I guess nowadays you're going to see it in HD, but majority of the time you were going to see it on tape. So of course that was going to hide stuff. And I think that kind of helps with a lot of these older movies because it kind of, it's like putting that like smoothing filter on everything. You know what I mean? Where because it's a little too dark in places or the color is just a little too bland in other places, you can't see where that prosthetic starts and the actual person's skin is, you know, it's, it, it really helps out. And I think that's what adds to like why it looks so real, you know? And I'll even go out and say, dude, even if I can tell it's a prosthetic, even if it's an obviously bad makeup job, but it's super gory and, and it's gnarly, I still think that looks better than 99% of the CGI gore that I see in modern horror films. It's more disturbing to me to see something that was actually shot in the moment that people can react to, you know, than it is to have something that's put in after the fact yeah. that people are kind of like, told to react to in the moment and stuff like that it just doesn't it doesn't add the believability to me yeah. to, to a lot of scenes and well, dude, like, I, these guts looked fucking gnarly well i agree with that and i think it could be because of the movies that we really enjoy you know what i mean where that's y your suspension of disbelief is just y you don't give a shit if it looks like shit like you're still able to roll with it it's not a big deal and when you have those cgi like even just cgi blood is like a big thing it, it just for some reason doesn't hit the same way it's Does immediately it? you can immediately tell that it's digital yeah you know especially in a lot of the movies that we like from like the 2000s and stuff you could see like uh, cgi gunshots and zombies and stuff it, you could tell that it's it's cgi and, you know, back in 1989, when they were shooting this, it was a lot more expensive to do anything like that, to add stuff in and post and, and stuff. So you, they were forced to make things look good. And if you looked, you know, if you look back at all these Fulci movies, even the ones great. that are from, yeah, even though even the earlier ones, like the Westerns and shit like that, it's, it's amazing what you're able to do with practical effects and I guess more skill than anything. Even even if like the the blood color is a little off and the practical effect, I would I would rather have that than the perfect blood color in a CGI. You know, it, it's there's something romantic about bad <laughs> special effects to me. I don't know that I, I just really really enjoy that. Uh, it's even like the like small details would like he would use real maggots in scenes in this. You know, there'd be a face that was like festering. And he'd have real maggots on the face moving. It's such a simple, cheap effect that I don't see anymore. That's It's just like adds such a layer of believability to what would be a fake prosthetic, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a fake corpse, but it's got movement. It's got life now because it's covered in goo. real fucking maggots and <laughs> goo and shit. Yeah, it's like, it's just gnarly. And one thing I got to say is that the heads never look incredibly realistic in no, any of these Italian I, I movies. Mean, come on. But it's for some reason forgivable because of everything else. Right? Just like when this dude is just chainsawing people's fucking limbs off and the amount of blood that's squirting out as he's doing it, it looks so realistic. It's awesome. It's not like it's just like cutting into you know, a steak from the store. It looks like there's just tons of blood shooting out when he's doing it. It's I mean, so would, good. Would you agree that this is probably the best chainsaw dismemberment on film? I love it. I love it. I agree. It's extremely agree. well done. Like yeah. I mean, from a technical point, like you were just saying, it's not like, Oh, here's a limb coming off. It's believable limb coming off kind of gore. And it, it's, it's amazing what they were able to pull off with those chainsaw scenes. 
the only weak part is when he chainsaws the head off. Right, because the head kind of just it kind of well it kind of just like falls off it like he cuts just the front and it like the whole thing just tumbles off (laughs) it's a little harder to get those off yeah like there was no spinal cord it's like come on come on that's where you skimp out come on yeah you gotta gotta chop through that bitch (laughs) i i do love the chainsaw scenes though because there's another one at the end fulci has the fucking kid die he has a little boy get his head fucking cut off with a chainsaw yes, and you see it like rolling does. and settle on the floor insane i think insane. that's Ruthless. i think that's another one of like a, a first kind of for me where it's like yeah you there's there's other horror movies i could think of where like a kid's death is like implied and stuff like that but like this is like almost like you know a complete innocent who is completely like brutalized murder where you see it all happening and stuff it's 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 kind of intense i could think of another one lay it on me the blob remake dude you know that's such a sleeper that dude, is a little such a fucking the little sleeper. brother's friend gets grabbed in the sewer and you see him get like, ah, like yeah you are spot on with that it, it's he's like 10 years old right he's <laughs> yeah. like 10 years old fucking that, terrible that is that is a sleeper remake, dude. That is probably the number one remake that is better than the original by fucking far. Way better. Would you you would you say that is a better remake than the thing? Oh, that's tough. I, I yeah, that those two would have to be a Oh man, you know, I would I would say that it is a better remake than the thing because I feel like that actually follows the story of the original blob better than the thing follows the original thing movie. I got it. Where you're saying that like it's it's more of a a true remake. Remake, right. More than like a reimagining. Thing is a reimagining. Yes, exactly, dude. Same same That's, concept of a story based off the same story. But a totally different vision of it. Whereas like the blob is like, hey, here's that story modernized and like fucking turned up a notch. Yeah. Go go listen to our previous episode on the blob remake. Yeah. Uh I, I when maybe one year we'll go to blob what's it called? Blob Fest or whatever in Phoenixville. It's like yeah, it's called it's some they do some like blob thing. And like it's the uh the movie theater where they filmed like the scene of everybody running out of the theater. Oh, cool. Yeah. Phoenix, that'd be fun yeah to do Phoenixville, that. Pennsylvania. So uh, Grizz, this movie filled with kills, people getting fucking stabbed up, people getting beheaded. Have you ever seen somebody get beaten to death? Like in this movie? Ooh, maybe in a, in an Olaf Eitenbach film, you know, Pro oh, Primiero. I was going to say, maybe on a t-shirt that we just released. Yeah, that's that's true, too. That, that, possibly the same level of gore <laughs> on the new Bad Taste Video Camcorder Carnage t-shirts that you can get uh, on our Etsy and through hitting us up on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that one of my favorite, uh, you know, Carnage scenes in this movie is when that person or the, the wife of the doctor right is that is that who like you know the the bitchy kind of lady it, it's it's the woman from the movie uh, they're in the yeah they're yeah, in yeah the, the movie. movie yeah yeah that's it and she gets beaten with like a stick or a pipe or some shit bro it's and her eye falls out <laughs> yeah that's 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 what brought up the earlier conversation of eyes popping out is this woman gets like her face gets beaten like off off not on off it's a little different um very similar to the beginning of the beyond like when the when the guy's getting hit in the face with the chains very similar very similar and it's really brutal because it's like well lit you know what i mean it's in like it's in like regular room lighting it's really something to see. There's like a it's, real domestic issue going on, and it's hard to watch at points. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> that the, the the fucking one woman gets killed with like it. It looks like piano wire, but more Dude, of like a guitar string. One of the the best beheadings in the movie is yeah. is that that particular one, and it is gruesome how she is like sawed through with a piece of wire. It is yeah. next level. It's like a B bass string. No, not a B bass string. (laughs) 
like it's, it's like it was like a it was like, like a, a hundred and two like gauge date. fucking top yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like i'm in a in a metal band from 2007 playing a six string oh that's my fucking my fucking drop g that i gotta play in methadone abortion clinic with these fucking assholes <laughs> <laughs> hey i got a baritone can play that no problem baby it's like, it's like playing a fucking bridge cable <laughs> you gotta wait for it to rebound right <laughs> my whole body's shaking no but that beheading is fucking nuts it really is it's gruesome it doesn't pull away that's why this is in our splatter month right it's just fucking well i'll, I'll definitely post that one on the instagram oh, yeah i mean dude this is gonna be a tough movie to pull clips from not because there's like a limited supply and it's because there is an abundance of amazing i mean Tons. when it's when i'm telling you that like you know fauci descends into madness where he continues to see these like different scenarios of murders and crimes happening it's non-fucking-stop it's not like oh he has one here and then he has one there everywhere he goes every other moment it's like a new vision of a death and a, and a yeah. new scenario of him killing somebody. It's and he kind of looks like fucking BTK throughout the whole thing, which is fucking gnarly. <laughs> so it's like a really cool play on the whole scenario. Yeah, it, it's so funny because I guess if you didn't know at the time, like you would have no clue that was actually Lucio Fulci. Oh yeah, right? we like, all know what he looks like now. Obviously, he's become an icon, but at the time, I don't I, think you knew. You know, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, Fulci. I, I mean, maybe he had a, a picture in like Fangoria, something like that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but you yeah. would have you would have had to been, you know, you would have had to have been like a loyal reader or a, a constant collector of things like Paying that attention. to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But it's really, I, I just think this is one of his better movies, and I get that it's not all originally shot for this specific release, but the way that he shot those, you know. The the tie-in story is just it was it's like flawless to me, and yeah, it's like a little weird of a of a story. It's a little weird, you know, how it goes in and out from movie set to video to reality, quote unquote. But it really is done so well that it's it's got like a high rewatchability, and if you watch this with a group of people. Like you're going to be screaming the whole time because it's just constantly like weird shit and it's constant, just murder and just constant oh, yeah, like play gore drinking sequences. Game. Every time someone dies, you got to fucking drink. You'll be, yeah, <laughs> you'll be yeah. drunk in no time. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to drink every time you see a, uh, a naked prostitute. Yeah. You got to drink every time somebody gets stabbed <laughs> and you got to get beheaded. Yeah, yeah. You, you would have a good time. You would have a really good time. You know, I, I see what you're saying, too, about it, it can be a little uh, confusing, the jumping between, the you know, the movie that he's making, the actual movie that we're watching and stuff. But I, I enjoy that confusion aspect because yeah. it almost puts me in the mindset of Fauci's madness. Like, yeah. I, I'm almost lost in this, like, delirium, and I don't know what's reality i don't know what the fucking movie is i don't know if he's actually doing these things and like because it, it's like jumping so like back and forth in between you know what is actually happening and what's not it really does add to this sense of delirium that yeah. just continues throughout the movie i think without it the movie wouldn't have like as special of a touch honestly yeah and you know you're speaking to somebody who's you know, one of my favorite movies is Phantasm. Like, good luck fucking deciphering that one, you know? <laughs> For sure. So, this movie, it really is enjoyable. It's like fucking you're on some murderous acid trip the whole time. Great it way really to put is. it. Yeah, it's it a really great way is. It really is a cool it. movie. It really is a cool movie. Chris, you got anything else you want to say about this one? No, I, I this is this is definitely uh, a sleeper in the the Fauci catalog. I think this one deserves more praise than I and then I hear about it because I, I do hear a lot of negative shit talking about this movie about him. Like, you know, Fuck Oh, him. Fauci phoned it in and all this shit. And, and man, if you get into it and then you really get, get lost in what he's trying to do here, it's a special film to me. I think this is, this is one of his best, honestly. Yeah. This is definitely highly recommended by us. It's free on Tubi. 
So you could just go watch it on there. Tubi has a ton of Fulci stuff on there. There's a Fulci documentary that I got to watch. I think I may watch that actually after we we record this. But yeah, check this one out. Uh, A Cat in the Brain, a.k.a. Nightmare Concert. And we're going to head over to the video Dropbox to see what our final movie of our Splatter March, whatever the fuck you want to call it now, (laughs) is... Alright, Grizz, we're in our last week of the Splatter March month, and we're going to do something that we've been meaning to do for a while, and we're finally going to let one rip. We will be covering an entry in the Guinea Pig series. We will be covering the original Guinea Pig Devil's Experiment. That's Um, right, baby. I'm not as well versed in Japanese horror and like their low budget shot on video type stuff as I am, you know, with the American stuff. But I know a lot of people are a big fan of this movie. I know that it caused a lot of controversy when it came out and I'm excited to cover it. It's it's something that, you know, maybe rewatching this now, years later, after I first saw it, it might be uh, a different experience. Yeah, this is uh, this is quite the flight going from Germany to Italy, now all the way to Japan to cover the one and only beginning of the guinea pig series where it all began like you said with the controversy the mystery surrounding these the intense violence that these movies are known for i am i am fucking pumped to to get into where it all began man the history of this all of it it's going to be a wild ride to to wrap up our international ride of gore that has been march so (laughs) uh let's hit the trailer if there is one if there isn't i will uh play something else and we'll see you on the other side anything else that you would like to say before we end this uh, wonderful evening no i just want to continue to watch Fauci movies for the rest of my life now <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you there's a reason now, they're so good i just yeah. every time i watch them, i just reminded of the love that i have for for his filmmaking dude the guy's the fucking master um uh one thing that i would like to add you can find our new camcorder carnage t-shirt on our etsy page that will hopefully be linked (laughs) from our instagram (laughs) or you could hit me up at bad taste video or grizz at kane underscore enabler and we will give you the details baby so be one of the cool kids and uh grab a grab a shirt that we we actually like and wear Actually, you have one before me, unfortunately. Booyah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't flex my extra small uh, walking around the home <laughs> and garden section of Walmart. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. All right. So, Grizz, is there anything else? That's it, brother. Let's do this. 
That's it. We will see you next week with Guinea Pig Devil's Experiment. <laughs>